Coming up on today's federal newscast, the idea of paid family leave for federal employees becomes more of a possibility. Agencies will need to phase out paper records over the next three years. And the Defense Department may need to start taking a closer look at how its methods affect the defense contracting world. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees are a big step closer to receiving paid family leave. Senator Carolyn Maloney joined Congressman Adam Smith and Chrissy Houlihan in adding provisions to the fiscal 2020 defense authorization bill. If the language survives passage of the NDAA, employees would receive up to 12 weeks of paid leave for family events, ranging from giving birth or adoption to taking care of a parent, spouse, or child if they have a serious health issue. Maloney introduced a standalone loan bill in March and has done so for the previous four years. Inserted into the Supplemental Border Appropriations Bill is an important procurement provision for the Homeland Security Department. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. At least through the end of the fiscal year, the bill restores DHS's permission to use other transaction authority for projects of up to $500 million, letting it skip the federal acquisition regulation for prototypes, as defined under Title VI of the U.S. Code. That authority had elapsed at the end of 2017. To the border bill, Congress simply added the Defense Department's enabling other transaction authority language. I'm Tom Temin. A former government contractor pleads guilty to creating fake training certificates from the Transportation Department. Antonio Jones admitted to justice officials that he falsified hazmat training certificates for clients applying for work in Afghanistan. No word yet on a sentencing date. Outdated Internet of Things devices can become a vulnerability for agencies when manufacturers stop releasing cybersecurity updates and patches. New recommendations outlined in the first of several upcoming IoT reports released by the National Institute of Standards and Technology lays out best practices for agencies to protect IoT devices, protect data security, and prevent the loss of personally identifiable information if a cyber attack happens. Agencies spend millions of dollars and thousands of hours preparing paper records each year, but now new guidance from the Office of Management and Budget has set deadlines for them to switch to electronic records by December 2022. The National Archives and Records Administration will not be able to accept non-electronic records after that deadline. The memo also requires the Office of Personnel Management to update job descriptions for archivists and records management positions to include proficiency in electronic record-keeping skills. The Pentagon has not analyzed how its contracting methods affect industry in nearly 35 years. In a new report, the Government Accountability Office recommends DOD regularly assess how its contract financing and profit policies impact industry. DOD officials acknowledged last year that they need to update their analysis. The protest of DOD's $10 billion cloud procurement is about to come to a head, and both sides are jockeying for position. We're now from Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Oracle took one last stab at convincing the Court of Federal Claims that the Defense Department's Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI, procurement is tainted and should be reconsidered. The software giant followed last week what is likely to be its final brief before oral arguments on July 10th. Oracle made its case to the judge that Chandra Brooks, the contracting officer for JEDI, consistently made bad decisions throughout the year-long procurement. 
Oracle's filing is in response to those briefings made by the government and AWS earlier in June. I'm Jason Miller. The Air Force awarded the third and final contract to test out the concept of enterprise IT as a service. The Air Force picked Accenture Federal Services under an other transactional agreement to experiment with delivering computing and storage capabilities as a service to eight bases. Under the deal, Accenture will test out an approach of bringing cloud computing to the edge to better enable resilient, data-driven base operations and support artificial intelligence initiatives. The year-long pilot is part of the broader effort that includes OTA agreements with AT&T and Microsoft for cloud-hosted enterprise services. The Air Force is changing the way it delivers medicine. Here's Federal News Network Scott Massioni with details. The Air Force is delivering medical teams to its airmen as part of a new medical reform model. The teams will reach out to airmen to keep them in healthy condition instead of waiting for airmen to seek medical attention on their own. The goal is to cure or resolve lingering health care issues that may keep airmen from deploying. Last year, then-Defense Secretary Jim Mattis mandated that service members who are not able to deploy for 12 months or more will be separated from the military. The military services have since worked more on preventative health care to improve deployment rates. I'm Scott Massioni. And the Senate makes a handful of confirmations to fill empty ranks within the Defense Department. Air Force General John Raymond is confirmed as the head of the new U.S. Space Command. The Senate also confirmed Christopher Scalise as the director of the National Reconnaissance Office. He currently serves as the director of NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland. Finally, the Senate confirmed Veronica Diagle as Assistant Defense Secretary for Readiness. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 